Welcome to Let's Talk Tourism, the best local tourism podcast to keep your finger on the pulse of our rapidly changing industry. Join your industry expert hosts, Gabby Daniels and Katie Hoken, each Friday morning. Let's Talk Tourism. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Levart. Levart provides website, booking engine and channel management technology to accommodation properties throughout the Asia-Pacific region. Their aim is to empower every property with the ability to disrupt the dominance of online travel agents and transform direct into their most attractive and popular booking channel. Levart solutions are easy to implement, simple to use, cost effective and they provide comprehensive support from their client success team based in Australia. Welcome to the Let's Talk Tourism podcast. I'm your host, Katie Hogan. And I'm Gabby Daniels. And today we have with us Ravinder Desi, the General Manager of JW Marriott Gold Coast Resort and Spa. He also serves on the Bond University Hotel and Tourism Advisory Board. With over 27 years of tourism industry knowledge, he leads the resort's executive team who have achieved record success year on year. He started his hospitality career as a financial controller and has worked with the Marriott brand for 21 years in various roles in resorts across Australia and Fiji. We are absolutely thrilled to have you sitting with us here today in the studio. Ravinda, thanks for joining us today. Can we start by talking about the amazing transformation currently underway for the official Australian debut of the JW Marriott brand right here on the Gold Coast? Are you able to share with us some more about this debut? Thanks for having me, Gabby and Katie. Congratulations on your initiative of Let's Talk Tourism. Thank Absolutely. You. Uh, now the debut of the JW brand in Gold Coast comes after a $35 million renovation of the iconic Surface Paradise Marriott Resort and Spa. And we are scheduled to open on the just oh. in time for the peak season. <laughs> It'll bring a new elevated level of uh, enriching luxury on the Gold Coast, something that we've been missing for a while. It's particularly suited to the Australian market because it brings a very warm and welcoming approach. All experiences are centred around wellness, togetherness, and creating memories. The new JW will have six uh, food and beverage restaurants. Wow. Including the iconic Misona will have a uh, shift. Uh, apart from the fun tap and tables that we have had in the past, yeah. we are introducing a 24-seater sushi table oh, and wow. also a, uh, a whiskey bar on level three with the Misono. So uh, exciting additions to the traditionally well-received food and beverage outlets on the coast. And will there be a lot of attention to have external people come to those F&B outlets? Absolutely. Yeah. Traditionally, we have had a very large percentage of our clientele being local Gold Coast yeah. residents and holiday makers, apart from our in-house guests. And we continue to target that and we have, we hope to build on that uh, yeah. database. Absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. So, JW Marriott, everyone is asking, what does JW actually stand for? Good question, Gabby. But I was going to Google it and then I thought, Gabby's already asked the question. I'll just hear it from him. Yeah, JW is actually the initials of our founder of our company. So, uh, John Willard Marriott Senior, who started the company with his wife, Alice, in 1927. So, 93 years on wow. is a company sort of uh, legacy. And the brand JW Marriott is a tribute by his son, who's our current chairman, to the, to the founder and the father. So, the brand represents who he was as a person, warm, compassionate, and very approachable. And that's how the whole thing about JW Marriott brand is. There's only about 93 in excess of 7,000 properties that we have when around the world. So, you know, properties that generally excel in customer service are sort of given the badge to a JW brand. So, quite honoured to have this opportunity to 
bring the debut of the brand into the Australian market. That's amazing. And it sounds very exciting. I'm sure the team are um, excited to see it come to life as well. So what are some of the characteristics we can expect um, from a JW compared to a normal married hotel? And you obviously touched on the service element. Sure. Mm. So our Marriott that we are were the, in, the, in the past set in a premium category of our resorts. So uh, with over 30 brands, Marriott International obviously has different categories. So the JW brand sits in a classic luxury uh, uh, segment of our properties and it's sort of alongside uh, St. Regis and Ritz-Carlton. But JW is a bit more of an approachable luxury rather than a butler service in a Ritz-Carlton. Oh, so okay. Right. Right. So I was wondering, is it or, above or that or kind Ridges? of where no, does it, it sit in it? just oh, below that. Right-o. So I think that it sort sense. of, again, suits the Australian market very well with a yes. laid-back approach. <laughs> yeah, because right? it's so, yeah, a bit more approachable. Uh, and the brand is sort of uh, sort of founded on the principles of mindfulness, you know, catering to the sophisticated Mindful travellers who have achieved a lot but want to live in the present and a more experience-based luxury yeah. rather than materialistic-based luxury, right? So that's what we're targeting. Again, we'll be focusing a lot more on personalised service, a lot more guest contact in terms of understanding the purpose of the trip, pre-arrival communication, and then connect it with them through the whole journey at the resort. Yeah, so wow. So the whole very experiential focused on that element of travel which is obviously that Huge. making connections mm. that mm. that whole Ab- piece that people are really missing and wanting and seeking absolutely and some of the signature uh, brand initiatives out of a jw brand for example is a jw garden right so we have sort of set up a garden in, in our property wow uh, which will have you know herbs and you know uh, vegetables and uh, micro herbs so Part of, of that would be the programs that will take our guests to the, to, the, to the garden. We also have Family by JW, which is a very, again, very appropriate program to have on the Gold Coast, considering most Absolutely. families come to the Gold Coast. Of so course. we'll be having activities around that. And we also have JW Marketplace, which is sort of a cafe come grab and go concept. But the key element of that is to connect with a local community who passionately produce you know crafts so whether it be you know t- uh, fudge from mount tambourine for example so that'll be featured very heavily in the you know, jw marketplace oh wow and so that will that be showcased in the lobby is that a or shop or yeah 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 it's it's a cafe within our citrique restaurant so yeah. Oh, where right. they, yeah, yeah so people will be able to go, go and grab a coffee or you know croissants takeaways and then You'll have uh, fudge or local soap made by the you know mother's group or something like that. Amazing. So we're going to be establishing those contacts. That's great. So why was the Gold Coast the best fit for this brand? And you've probably touched on that a little bit. Um, but obviously amazing to have that here in our destiny. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, you know, uh, we are always as a company with 30 different brands looking for opportunities to bring in a brand into a marketplace. And I think as I touched on earlier, Gold Coast being you know, marketed as a, a destination or a playground of Australia and, and JW Market being that approachable luxury, I think the two complemented each other very well. And uh, you know, to be able to provide that, and as I said, experience is what we're looking at in our brand delivery and Gold Coast sitting on you know, miles of Golden Beach and access to the hinterland, yeah. a lot of adventure and experiences are available. So it was a, a good, good fit. fit. Mm. Great. And so I understand the property takes both that city... City's coast and hinterland into the design and I'm sure the last, you know, sort of nine months has been a huge journey in terms <laughs> of looking at design and, and colour scheme, everything to uniforms to, um, I guess, the rooms themselves. Are you able to share 
any of the other unique features of the design? Yeah, uh, we were fortunate enough to reconnect with uh, DBI, the architects in the Australian Design Studio, who were the original architects and interior designers of the resort, and our owners were quite adamant to bring them back on board. So I guess over the years, the various renovations sort of lost the initial design intent. So DBI was brought back in, and that was all inspired by the hinterland and the surrounds of the Gold Coast. So when you sort of look at, uh, you know, the ballroom carpet, for example, you know, the carpet's been designed... You know, a replica of a uh, forest canopy in the hinterland with the shun- sun sort of uh, shooting through the, the tips of the forest. Mm. And you see, see these, you know, tips of gold and amongst the greens and the olives. So uh, that's, that's what's been uh, the inspiration. And also to be able to create a subtropical serenity around the, you know, probably the biggest footprint we have around the lagoon and the pools, which is a true resort when you look at the other properties on the Gold of Coast. Course, so, yeah. Uh, and the lobby, you know, the new hero in the lobby will be the concierge library. So traditionally it's been a very grand lobby, but we have sort of created a bit of a intimate look and feel to it by creating, you know, secret spots and a library where our guests can sort of sit down, relax and, you know, take time to soak in their, their Yeah, wow. Well, so it's yeah. gone from that really open space yeah, like to creating. Yeah, like, yeah, which comes yeah. That luxury feeling yeah. that you were talking about before. So it's totally changing that. Correct. And, mm. you know, some of the traditional stuff still has been kept. You know, the punk offence are still there, so yeah. they had to be incorporated <laughs> in the new design. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, the big, big open space has been made a bit more cosy. Lovely. That sounds exciting. So the JW Marriott will no doubt bring a, a new and elevated level of luxury to the Gold Coast. How do you think this will actually impact the destination and, and what types of new markets? You know, you talked about that family market. Sure. Um, what do you, th- in, in terms of opportunities, what do you think it will bring? Look, I think, as I said earlier, we were always looking for opportunities in the Gold Coast market and traditionally we believe that the luxury accommodation segment or sector uh, has been missing on the Gold Coast and we took cue from that and that's probably our biggest opportunity is to be able to drive domestic luxury travellers. Mm. Uh, I guess uh, a positive out of the COVID for us is mm. that you know, with people not being able to travel overseas, we'll be definitely looking at targeting that segment, being able to provide an elev- elevated level of service, you know, more luxurious options uh, in conjunction with the Gold Coast beautiful beaches in the hinterland, but more so increase the area. I think overall the Gold Coast destination will have an increased appeal with us coming on board and hopefully other chains follow suit. Of course. Uh, healthy, healthy competition is always And bring good. it all up to that level, right? Correct. And we mm. have a lot more options for, I guess, our domestic travellers to, you know, just not consider Gold Coast as just a, a theme park destination, but actually a lux- luxurious and with some high-end experiences on a personal level. Mm. Absolutely. No, definitely. It's interesting, and you touched on the, um, the JW Family Program. I saw an article um, only yesterday um, talking about um, the family target market. Um, and that the program will offer an abundance of creative and these enriching experiences, which you you know you yep. touched on. So obviously that's trying to create something for that younger traveller um, market. And are you able to share any more insights? Yeah, in I mean, Family space? by JW is a key program for us, and I, I think the activities that we've put together is just not about the five to twelve year old kids. The, the activities are sort of bringing in a us time, so bringing the parents uh, together with the kids. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's not there. Leave so the, the kids, kids here, kids we're going club, to the yeah. pool. Well, <laughs> b- bit of both. <laughs> bit right? of both. So, so, for example, we'll have kids' cooking classes, right? And yeah, that will great. be with the kids themselves. So the yeah. chefs will take the kids to the herb garden. They'll you know snip herbs, 
you know, either they have a choice of doing some pizza making classes with their chefs in, in Citric or uh, Mini Misono uh, at some sushi making classes. But then we also have activities, for example, so family oriented, uh, hands on sand castle building competitions, right? So different families can come together and, you know, get into a sand castle uh, building competitions. Uh, so it'll be, you know, the all activities are around three key elements, which is culture. So that will be more about learning about herbs and where our food comes from and mm. all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, active, which is be more like family yoga or paddleboard on the Nering River, which surrounds yeah. our property, or creative, which is you know your sandcastle building or origami competition and stuff like that. So, as much as the parents can leave the kids with these activities, yeah. which are solo ac- kids' activities, yes. yeah. or they can be uh, in conjunction with the kids, you know, create a fantastic sandcastle and win sell, sell, mm. sell some prizes. So, there's a so. bond, family bonding as well. But if you don't want to, then the parents also have an opportunity with uh, a, a bit of a me time in what we call is a JW secret spot, right? So, this is a serenity. Oh, please tell more. Yeah. <laughs> so, these are sort of hidden away uh, spots within the resort, you know, with, uh, you know, Cozy chairs or armchairs, so you know individuals can sit down and just have a bit of me time. And, yeah, and kids right. aren't allowed in that zone. Well, well, we'll, we'll try and keep the kids yeah, away. Yeah, it's not. You know, you know, there's no signs up, but it's kind of like kind of we're correct. hinting and, at it. <laughs> and, and then kids, I guess, these as a more. It, I think it'll be a perfect insta moment, right? So I'm sure the kids will be there more than the parents. Of but, course. Ah, you know, uh, okay. It, it's it's yeah. an opportunity for everyone to be uh, enjoying all the different uh, yeah activities and adventure we have on the yeah. resort. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Levart. Levart aims to empower every property with the ability to disrupt the dominance of online travel agents and transform direct into their most attractive and popular booking channel. So yeah. Ravinda, the programs you talk about, are they an add-on addition? So someone coming to stay when they're booking, would that be they want to be part of the JW program or is that like a loyalty-style program, the JW family program, or is it more they're buying into that as part of that experience when they come and stay? No, there will be a standard program offered and some activities uh, could be a paid event okay. uh, while others could uh, mostly would be uh, free. So It's happening know, at this time if you're correct. available. Correct. It's part of our uh, calendar of activities yep. available around the resort. Okay, yeah. no, that makes sense. It sounds like you need a full, full-time team to make it all come to life. Yeah, oh my well, gosh. Our recreation is like a pretty sweet storm, right? Yeah. So, you know, we, you know, going into summer, traditionally we have about, you know, 30 to 40 people around the pool in terms of staffing. <gasps> wow. So, you know, we have just finished recruiting about 65 associates to come on board to help us open and, and run the festive season program. Yeah, that's what amazing. my brain started thinking about. <laughs> like the logistics of bringing it, I, as all a guest, it's amazing, life. but yeah, yeah, in ops. So, one of the most amazing renowned features of the resort um, has always been the live reef in the pool. Um, will this still form part of, of co- the resort? Of course, yeah. We can't <laughs> take that away. You know, we sort of kept going back to it, and you know, the famous salt lagoon with the tropical fish in it and the salt sweet water pool. That will be key features. Uh, you know, we're still looking at how do we enhance that. Yeah, uh, I think that'll be something we might come in phase two, whether we bring in more water-based activities for the kids, but. Uh, tropical fish lagoon and the pool is still and the water slide will still be there. Amazing. Uh, our fish currently, you know, coincidentally, are actually on a holiday. Uh, they at the seawall, so the team at seawall have been kind enough to look after our. Your fish, fish are on holidays. Yes. Wow, wow. I love so, that. So um, the the seawall team are very kind to look after our fish while we go through the whole uh, renovations yeah. and clean up of our lagoon and all of that. So, so it was a, it was a no questions asked at staying. <laughs> Correct. That's exciting. Yeah. So what about? Um, 
the actual launch. So I think I was there for, was it the 30th birthday celebration? Uh, 25th. 25th. Yes. And we had, there was mermaids in the pool, um, followed oh. by chefs coming in <laughs> by stand-up paddleboard with oh all the gosh. food. It was pretty spectacular. I'm sure that is what um, the team are excited about in uh, lead up to. <laughs> As you know, this hotel or resort has traditionally done things out of the box, right? Yeah. So um, on the 20th of December will be our soft opening and then we're looking at a full official opening uh, towards the end of February, March, uh, as soon as our time sort of uh, activities on the event floor permits. So, yeah, watch this space quarter one next year. Exciting, mm. exciting. Very exciting. I guess just to shift gears a little bit, it's um, third year anniversary just passed with Surface Par- Paradise Marriott and 20 years in the industry. I guess, can you talk to us about your personal journey during this year that we've been through and the challenges that you've faced and how you've stayed such a positive leader through all of this? Yeah, well, three years, time flies. Um, you know, certainly living the dream on the Gold Coast. Uh, yes. 2020 has been challenging, no doubt, around, around the world, right? So, I guess few positives. We were always going to go into a refurb this year. So, you know, we already had plans. We were excited about the rebranding. Yeah. So that was sort of a lot of light at the end of the tunnel and sort of kept us going in that yeah. context. We had to make some difficult decisions in the meantime in terms of staffing and all that. But, you know, the positive was that we were always going to be reopening as a JW. So that was excitement. Something to really look forward Absolutely. to. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and also for the staff too. Yeah, exactly. They must have given them a, a sense of excitement that something was coming at the at Correct. The yeah. Indeed. It was not as if it was unknown. We always knew we were going to be reopening as a luxury resort on the Gold Coast. Yeah. And, and, and a brand debut is not something that comes into one's career that's every right. day of the life, right? So it's very exciting to be part of the family. And so that's your, will this be your first? In terms of brand debut, absolutely. Yes, yes. okay. I've, I've done a few renovations. Yeah, and, and, But yep. you know, in terms of brand debut and, and rebranding, uh, yeah, this is the first and, you know, definitely very excited to be the, the captain of the ship. So that's great. Uh, it is, it's good to have a... Staying positive throughout the year, you know, a great team around me at the resort. So they were all very positive in terms mm. of pulling all of this together. Our area team with Sean Hunt as our AVP uh, has been very supportive throughout the whole process. And I think Marriott as a, as a, as a company has always had, you know, taking care of associates, take care of people as one of their key uh, core values. Yeah. So, mm. And they were very agile uh, throughout the course of this year in terms of, you know, communicating with their staff in terms of, you know, uh, email blasts on a weekly basis about how to stay positive, your mental health, your well-being in terms of diets and exercises and access to uh, various third-party apps, which has been great for me, actually. And, I mean, I am not one that meditates, but, you know, I've I've tried a few days and, you know, it it definitely gives you peace of mind in waking up the next morning a lot more energised and then recharged to tackle the, the task on hand. So that was delivered by them, down by them. Which Correct, yeah. The, the company sort of That's initiated great. that and we had mm. a, you know, sort really of a good. partnership with a company called Me Equilibrium. So they were quite you know, good with their podcast and their uh, uh, apps in terms of various exercises and meditation and uh, eating mm. healthy. So that sort of kept you going. Uh, yeah, that's good. And then and, and last but not least is obviously you know, my family around me, my wife and my kids. So they were always there to... to, to talk reason and logic and, and yep. the positive out of <laughs> They're it. They're always so your, your realistic <laughs> view. <laughs> exactly. You know, sometimes you go, well, I don't want to hear that. But, you know, but in, you know, nine times out of ten, it's good to have them around and, and have that Definitely. positive energy with you. Yeah, it is what. beautiful to hear because so often we've had many conversations, as you could imagine, about this year and and – 
Yeah, it's a pretty tough industry and it comes down to results and all of that stuff. But every single person has touched on on the, the, the wellness, wellness and piece, the mindset yeah. and how other like the bigger brands have been supporting. So it's really great that we're sh- we are shifting a lot more into that space. Yeah, I think generally this industry teaches you resilience, right? I mean, I, yes. I spent nine <laughs> years in Fiji and I went through cyclones, earthquakes, floods, tsunami warnings, right? And generally Fiji is very resilient as a country. That they bounce back very quickly. Yeah. Uh, I guess the only difference with this is when it all started, there was no end in sight, mm. right? So you sort of had to build a mental capacity a lot to more. With what was yet correct. to come. It was yeah. so unknown. Not what's like, what's okay, cyclones hit, now we rebuild, we have a timeline. Correct. Line. In yeah. Fiji, cyclone was two-day affair, and after that it was all done in, you know, in terms of, okay, it's a massive clean-up mode. Clean up <laughs> mode yeah. and, yeah. and then you could tell, okay, we'll be receiving guests in a week's time yeah. and all that. But with yeah. this, you know, with no end in sight, I think, um, yeah, it was trying to be a bit more mentally prepared to say, okay, well, how do you keep the team going? How do you keep them motivated? Definitely. And we did, you know, uh, uh, you know town halls, uh, virtual town halls, which is something we all learned how to how to use Teams and all <laughs> yeah. that. And, and keeping uh, in touch with our associates was, was probably the biggest challenge because the core team, we were on property most days. Uh, but yeah, with, with the three hundred dollar associates that were not on property was was a key uh, challenge. Ravinda, so obviously your experience um, in Fiji. How are the team tracking over there, and and how is I guess this experience? I mean, we talk about it here on the Gold Coast and what's happening in Australia, but you know what have they experienced? And you've obviously got some um, you know colleagues and team over there. What has their experience been over the last sort of nine months? Yeah, thanks, Gabby. And Fiji's home, born and bred in Fiji, so very, very close to my uh, heart. But uh, tourism overall uh, contributes circa 36% of the GDP, so very heavily reliant on yeah, tourism. Wow. So I guess it's just come crashing down, very sudden uh, you know, change. Uh, the team there had to make some difficult decisions as well. So within the Marriott world, I think they had to sort of you know, make about 800 people redundant. Significant. Uh, but yeah. also at the same time, uh, Sheraton Fiji, which is one of our four uh, properties, was undergoing refurbishment. So again, an opportune time to refurbish. Yeah. Mm. But from an associate's perspective, it, it was a difficult. So you sort of hear some personal you know, stories of how people are coping. Uh, unfortunately, Fiji doesn't have a social security system like Australia does. So there was there is no job keeper or... Yeah. You know, or uh, or job maker in that context. So people have had to dip into their superannuation savings, which is uh, what government allowed for them yeah, to right. withdraw. But again, being resilient, uh, from what I hear, a lot of our staff in Fiji have gone back to subsistence farming, so fishing and living off the land. So a lot of... Uh, Change lo- of life. I- yeah. Indeed. And then other local councils have sort of set up uh, big tents for flea markets, so people sort of are doing produce or cooking at home and yep, you know selling sell. stuff to try and sort of... Uh, uh, live on so uh, I guess the opt- opt- optimistic aspect is they're looking for the Pacific bubble to happen. So if yep. trouble starts, then they'll sort of bounce back. But you know our team on the ground in Fiji have done a great job of trying to manage the process. But uh, refurbishment shared in Fiji is almost complete, and they'll be opening in April, and the Western Denarial then uh, goes into refurb in February for six months shutdown. So yeah, right. And so how is that? Um, I guess the 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 Western um, in terms of that renovation. Obviously, they're probably thinking, I wish. We haven't been able to bring that forward. Um, but I guess until we know around this, you know, international bubble and when that will start, 
I guess it's still an unknown mm. factor whether it's uh, ideal time or not. <laughs> yeah, correct. I think the refurbishment was always under the cards after the sale of the properties to uh, local superannuation funds. It was just a matter of timing. So share in Fiji uh, is, is being done first and then they'll do the rest in. So, um, you know, full, full marks to the uh, owners of the properties for taking that leap and investing money in, in, in uh, circumstances where that's when it's unknown is present. But also, you're not displacing revenue, as you know, Gabby. Absolutely. So for an opportune <laughs> time to upgrade your facilities as well. Yeah, definitely. So, Ravinda, can I just ask one last question, I guess, to finish up in terms of the, the recruitment process? What does that process look like? Because obviously there was already existing staff there. You know, is there an onboarding process? Is, you know, I guess, has um, JW Marriott been able to um, maintain uh, the majority of staff on site? Or what does that process look like? Yes, Gabby, I, th I guess the, the positive for us is we were an operating hotel going into a rebrand. So we did have bulk of our team stay on. Uh, yeah. But we have also uh, recruited about 65 new associates. And, and, the, and the training aspect, or from a human resource aspect, we had to retrain all of them, right? So we're yeah. training about 360 all associates from a new branding perspective. Of course. You know, the new language with JW, the new poise, you know, what the do's and don'ts of a luxury brand versus yeah. a premium brand. Yeah. So, uh, you know, a lot of the staff are passionate about what they do. Yes. And hence, it's a lot easier to train. So each staff has gone into the foundations of JW training, uh, which is uh, three full days, so 24 hours of training for, for rebranding aspect from a JW perspective. But then uh, as we speak, you know, we are into our ballroom at the hotel and doing the finishing touches from a branding uh, training. Yeah. And then the next week and a half is all about uh, on-the-job simulation. So yeah, wow. come 20th, uh, yeah, ready to go. That's exciting. Exciting Indeed, times. Very, very exciting. And, and, you know, our new footprint and new landmark for the Gold Coast market. Yeah, we're looking forward to being the market leader. Amazing. Thank <laughs> you so much um, for being here. I know it is a crazy busy time <laughs> for you personally. So we really appreciate you being we here do. with Thank us you today. very much for having me and look forward to welcoming you to the resort. Can't yes. wait. We'll be there. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for being Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you want to learn more about us and the guests, check out our website, letstalktourism.today, which you can find simply in the show notes.